0: Our guest tonight, who's a special friend of mine, I, I thought about her uh, when I saw that song. I was like, perfect song, perfect song. And I'll get into that later on um, as we bring her in and introduce her. But thank you all again for tuning in. The chat line is open. So if you are listening by way of chat, you can send us your comments or questions there, and we'll get them in to our special guest and answer them as well on our end. The phone lines are open. Remember, uh, you can select the number one to ask your question or make a comment. And tonight's topic is basically well, let me say this. I I want to say it's about you uh, because of the vision and and the purpose. And I'd like to say that all of our shows are about you in some way because our desire is to to motivate you, to push you, to help you recognize uh, your purpose, your passion. Have a vision for that, um, and accept nothing less, uh, because we are we were created in greatness before beforehand, and and God knows best uh, what's best for us. And of course, my life, His will is what I desire for my life, because that's where my peace lies. That's where the doors open uh, for me. I have some great things to share. Uh, that are, that has been going on in my life as well, and I just I just owe it all to God and my purpose and and my passion. But uh, I'll share some things with you before we get started, because cause maybe our our guest speaker can kind of speak on those things as well. So remind you all of our trash can baby. Please remember uh, to move your trash cans as we promote change. In your, in your life, because we want you to be the change that you want to see. Stop looking for people to change. And as you change, they, they will either change with you or get out of your way. So simple. It's, it's simple. I'm finding for my life, um, nice doesn't get it for me, doesn't mean I'm, I'm cruel. And when I say nice, that, that, that kind of nice that we don't speak up, we don't speak out, we don't say how we feel. We don't tell people uh, when they've rubbed us the wrong way. And what I found for me is that creates, that leaves something inside of me. It leaves a residue. It leaves unforgiveness. It leads to unforgiveness. It leads to bitterness. And as I continue to promote communication, I think God is forcing me in, do <laughs> to use that word, but um, like he's forcing me. I'm just going to help you use it into situations to where I'm forced to communicate. I'm forced to to speak up and speak out in a nice way, I'll say that, in, in a correct way. But it, it, is, it is the truth. Like it or not, it is what it is. It's my perception of things. It's my feelings of things. And I'm at the point in my life, you got to know, because if I don't let you know, it kills me inside. Again, I hope you get something out of tonight's show. I hope that... Uh, you will move those trash cans, and as you do, think about change. Because what you will find, if you're like most of us, you'll find that you go back to the place that you moved the trash can from, as simple as it sounds. But when you move that trash can and you return to its location, remind yourself, what else am I keeping up with? What else is inside of me from my environment, from the things that I've allowed in my life, from the people that I've allowed in my life, what else have I held on to or am I holding on to just because I know it, just because it's comfortable, good or bad, it's what I know. And the unknown is more frightening to me than what I know, good or bad. And that's a bad place to live. That That is truly a bad place to live. So, again, please share your thoughts and thoughts. And concerns and questions with us tonight Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull our And Rodney's going to be on with us just a little bit later Uh, Rodney has class on Monday nights And so some nights they get out a little early And some nights they go just a little little over But he will be joining us tonight uh, sometime So let's bring our guest in And her name is Bernice Coleman-Walls I met Bernice um, Hi Bernice, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, we can hear you fine. How are
1: you? Good. I'm doing great. I'm excited. Good, good. I'm glad,
0: glad to hear. So I'm going to share, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out because, you guys, I met Bernice. Oh, um, gosh, Bernice, I guess I should have counted the years. At least, hmm. maybe. It
2: was
1: six years ago. It? Six and a half years six ago. Six and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Almost
0: six, seven, seven years. It seems longer than that, but when I met Bernie, um, it was at a time where uh, how can I say this? You, you just, if you've ever been to a time, you just meet meet somebody that you feel like they're on fire. Like, like whatever that they, they touch is going going to turn to gold, or it's going to produce whatever it is it needs to produce. It's going to be what it's going to be. Somebody that that can feed you, and maybe that's a better way to put to put it. It was at a time where, where I needed that kind of person that I could learn something from, that I could grow from. And cause I mean, I've always felt like I was a giver, like I was the giver that everybody kind of came to me. And there were sometimes a lot of times where I gave when I didn't have, and it left me depleted emotionally. Um, gosh, all of the leads, I guess you would say, in every way. So when I met her, it was refreshing to come across somebody with the faith that she had. She was doing Bible study at her house. Um, it was like women groups that we got together and we talked, communicated, connected, which which we desperately need to do more of, um, the connecting. And so it was at a time where I just needed that because the world has a way of taking that from you because it seems like even in this day and time that as we go along, those people are are few and far between. Um, that's the way it is. It should not be, but it just seems like those people who can and are willing to feed you and they're seeking God and they're searching for all that God has and is, those people are few and far between. And, and my, especially at this time in my life, knowing that that's where our peace comes from, all of it, regardless, I, I, I stand on that. That's where the peace comes from. There's not your money, not your house, not your car, not your attire, not your man, not your woman, not, not even your children, as much as I love, love my son. It doesn't lie there. It is in addition to... It It starts there. Your peace with God, your peace with yourself, it begins there, and it allows you to love those people more, especially if you continue in the transformation. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to say that's how... That, and I met her doing a jury show that I was I was hosting, and she came and and I just was just something all over her. So Bernice, I, she is a business owner. Um, like I said, Faith Walker. If you've read the the notes that I put out there, loves God, loves people, probably one of the the most forgiving people. Um, and I say forgiving. I maybe she does not hold grudges. I don't know a lot of people no. like that. I am not like that. But I, I'm telling you you can say to her what you can she leaves it where it is. She I mean I can truly say that about her. Whatever it is, she leaves it where it is and the relationship picks up and it moves on. Regardless. And I love that about her and I wish I wish I could take some of that with me. I'm not there yet. Um hope working on it. But that's to me, that's one of your greatest gifts, Bernice says that you just you, just, you can leave stuff where it is, but it does not interfere with the relationship of the person. And so I tell us who, <laughs> who you are. And if you want to start with your ministry and the business, be sure to give out your website, and I will repost those uh, after the show as well. But just tell us about Vernice to start out and the businesses as well.
1: Okay, great. Well, is it okay, Tammy, if we do a little small exercise before we just get all in depth? I always like to because my main thing is prayer and meditation. So I always like to kind of clear the air with meditation and just go into a prayer and then get started. Is that okay? Absolutely. Huh? Okay. Absolutely. Well, everyone that's okay. Everyone that's listening, I would like for you I teach prayer and meditation so I believe before you go, go to speaking about anything or talking about anything, I believe she's just entered of God's presence in, which we already done that, but i just like to do it in another um, meditative form. Um, basically, put your feet flat on the ground. If you're sitting, if you, if you can sit down, sit down. Uh, we're going to sit down. We're going to close our eyes, and we're going to breathe. We're going to inhale, and we're going to exhale just three times. When we inhale, we're going to inhale the Hebrew word, which is the Ruach, Aruha means breath. When God created us, he breathed the breath of life in us, and which was spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. So you're going to inhale the Holy Spirit and the breath of life. And when you exhale, you're going to exhale all negative thoughts, all negative thinking, anything that's not out of not uh, the will of God. You're going to exhale all that energy. So when I count to three, I just want everybody to, you know, close your eyes. I want you to inhale and then exhale. And then I'll go right into a prayer. We'll do that three times. So uh, we can begin. One, two. Three. Inhale through your nose and exhale out your mouth. Inhale and exhale. Again, inhale and exhale. One more time. Inhale and exhale. Father, we want to thank you for this time with you. We thank you for all the life, creative life, and power and energy that you've given on the inside of us. We know that great is he that is in us and he that is in the world. You walk by faith and not by sight. As we continue to trust in you with all of our hearts, lean not until our own understanding, but in all of our ways we acknowledge you and you shall continue to direct our path. But we know that greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world. And we thank you for this presence on tonight. We thank you for allowing us to come here and be here. on want to call with you and to just receive from you what it is that you would have us to say. From each and every vessel that is connected here. And so, Father, I just want to thank you for the host, Tammy. I want to thank you for all the people that are joining in with us tonight. I want to thank you for all the love and joy that we have on the inside of us. Yahshua's name, I pray and all the ancestors and prophets that have gone before us. Ashe, Ashe, Asheo. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, everybody can come back to themselves. <laughs> all right, now, Tammy, it uh, people things? really
0: beautiful I could see through this phone. <laughs> You said, what said <laughs> I wonder how many people did it. I wish I could see through this phone that that's a that's an exercise actually <laughs> a first that I can They actually encourage that we do that because it also helps with circulation Your it, it, that's mm-hmm. something really that we get into practice of doing every morning and and every night and throughout the day that breathing in, breathing out is yeah. as, mm-hmm. as you can think about it so um but but right. if we do right. We do have Rodney online with
3: us, everybody. Hey, Rodney, how are you? Oh, great. Hey, hey,
0: hey
4: good evening. <laughs> good evening. Sorry, sorry, sorry for my tardiness. <laughs> I do apologize. Got our clients later than I wanted to, but I, uh, I am here, and I'm so happy to be on with you. Amen. Right. Thank you for being on with Thank
1: us as <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, Bernice was just getting ready to kind of tell us about her business and about her, and then we'll get into.
1: Um,
3: talking about vision, passion,
4: purpose and all those things. Sounds okay. like a plan well, to me. I'm ready, Miss Bernice.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, after that I just wanna go into, you know, uh, I saw the little topic for the night, Timmy had vision and purpose, which are awesome. Uh, and we don't realize how important vision and purpose is and, and what the thing to me is I, I went to you know, I was gotta research everything. So I looked up the definition of vision and purpose, just they have it in a dictionary. And, of course, I got into my prayer meditation and more so deep about what vision and purpose is from our creative purpose while we're here and what it is that each individual has to do in life. So when it said vision, it's just plain and simple. It says a state of being uh, with the eyes or just sight. And then you also have an experience of seeing someone or something in a dream or transit um, or as supernatural uh, to act of power of um, anticipation that which will or may come to be, which is like a prophetic vision. Um, also, you have um, to envision or picture mentally um, images. So I was just kind of looking at what vision is, you know, when it comes to what is a vision. You know, we know that you can see with your natural eyes, we can see things that are around us. But to me, I was, and I've defined it for myself, what is vision to me? Vision to me is to see and to make it manifest. You know, so I believe that anything we see inwardly, we can make it manifest outwardly. And that's positive or negative vision. You know, so I believe that we want to create more positive vision. You know, what is it that we're here for? What do I see seeing on a daily basis that I can create and make positive and make it good? And so that's what I look at when I look at vision. You know, I, I think about the positive side of everything. And so even when I look at purpose, okay, what is purpose? You know, what is what is the reason for the word purpose? How is it defined? And also, let's go back to vision. I just thought about something. Also, when I think of vision, I think a vision is more than just have more than one definition because there's so many people in the earth, and every individual have their own vision. You have your own definition of what vision is to you, and that's the most important thing in life. It's not defining someone else's vision, but actually defining and creating your own vision. And what what is your purpose and what are you here for? So now when I go to purpose, I was researching the, the definition of purpose was the reason for which something or I'm sorry, the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So what is the purpose of something existing? What is it created for, which is us? We're created in the image and likeness of God. And so I believe that I believe that we should um can you hear me, Tammy?
2: Yes, we can. Okay, hear you. I'm
1: sorry. I believe that. Okay, I speak so fast sometimes. I'm so sorry <laughs> so I believe that we're created in the image and likeness of God. I do. I'm a fast talker. <laughs> so, because we're created in such an image and likeness of God, we have purpose. So, our purpose is to do just this, what we're created here to do. So, when I look at my definition of purpose, my definition, I love to make everything beautiful. I've been from interior designer to uh, be a hair for like 20 years. Um, I've um, made, I make all natural bath and body products. I counsel people, so I like anything to me that has kind of have a. I can step into a room and if it's, everybody else would be like, oh, this room just messed up, tossed on the floor, but I don't see that. I see its purpose in it. I see its vision. I see the beauty part of it. So I'll get in there and I'll create it and make it beautiful. So that's what I believe my purpose is. My purpose in life, why I was created, is to make things beautiful. So that's just something of what I want to kind of talk about based on the topic. Now, what I've done most of my life is, Tammy said, talk a little bit about myself. I am a minister, but my whole focus has always been about making everything beautiful, kind of what I was talking about. I like things to be pretty. I like things to be organized. I like things to be in order. I just like if, if you're going through a situation, I just think you can just love all the time. And some people say, well, that's kind of hard to love. And as Tammy indicated, how easily I forgive, and I do. If I am if I have a situation, I can deal with it right there and easily let it go. Because as I know that if God can forgive me for everything that I may say or do, why can't I forgive another person? So that's why I believe that was one of my walks in life, is to show people how to just love unconditionally and share that love. And in sharing that love, how can we consistently walk with sharing that love, even when it hurts? And I've always believed that the only hurt we should feel is our separation from God. So that's a part of my ministry. And so when it comes to that, I just believe in just showing that love and reaching out to people in any way I can to be a help and a blessing to others. Now, my business part, which is all together because I don't know how to separate the two, <laughs> you know, I just know how to bring everything on one accord. So I, I designed a business uh, which is called Heaven Sent Gifts. And what I do is I make all natural hair, bath, and body products. Now, when I first met Penny, I was just selling accessories for women, purses, and jewelry. And it was really just a way to, for the women to come over and we would get together and fellowship. And it would turn into a, as she stated, Bible study or healing you know, sessions. I mean, women would really get a thrill out of the power of God that was in the atmosphere and how we would start talking about certain topics. And it created healing for Normally only everybody that was in the circle. So I designed a business out of it. I, I I just used my creative skills and just started creating other venues with it, you know. So I started making all-natural um, hair, bath, and body products. Just, I had a son that was a patient at St. Jude uh, years ago. He had transitioned already. And he had very scaly skin, and that's what pushed me into making a shape or a cream or something that was good for his skin. So I started doing that. And it kind of pushed me into later on making it a business um, after he had transitioned. And so that's how I started making my own natural product. And that's what sent Gifts has kind of just accumulated and, you know, expanded from. And so that's kind of where I am now. I have my ministry, which is Wallace Come Tell Me About Ministry. I counsel married and engaged Cultures, and I counsel all types of people. I do prayer and Um you can easily log on to my website and you can sign up for any type of sessions or anything that I do. Um, and you can kinda of get a visual of what it is that I talk about and I can, you know, give one on one sessions on what it is that that I do when it comes to ministry. And then when it comes to the business, I just jump out there. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of things going on. I'm, I'm creative. So it's kinda of sometimes hard to focus on just one thing, but my business having six years kinda of help me out with the products and it keeps me focused. Um, so those are some of the things I do, and I still do interior design. I'm just creative. So any, any anything else, Tanya, uh, on the business standpoint or industry standpoint? Well, well,
0: what what you could do in case somebody has to jump in or jump out, we'll just kind of consistently, mm-hmm. if you're at the website of Heaven Sent Gifts, and you guys, I have used the product. Brandon and Stella have used the product. Uh, my mom has. They are a really, really good products. And again, Bernice, I don't know if she mentioned this, but she says if you can't put it, if you can't eat it, don't put it in <laughs> or on <off> nearby. <there> <laughs> so
1: That's what I was just they saying. They are <laughs> they're a really good products. I was going so Okay. The website for Heaven Sent Gifts is www. And it's gifts with an S on the end, dot .net. And also with the um, products, there's also a business opportunity with that, too. If you look on my website, you would also see on the consultants, you can buy into the company as well as sell it yourself, and you'll have your own business. If you like to, you know, sell the products on your own and make it your own product, make it your own line, you can also buy into the company with that as well. And that's heaven sent yes.
0: The S at yes. net. Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Okay. And then for the walls come the minute the, the come tumbling down ministry. You want to get out that site before we get into the questions. Yes. The website for walls come tumbling down ministry is just as I said. Walls come tumbling down ministry. Dot com. And it's a ministry with a Y on the end. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Whitney, do you have any questions? I know you you didn't get to hear the first part, but do you have anything you want to give a shout out or do anything before we get into our questions?
4: Um, in addition to uh the contact information, um, uh I did want to ask how often do you um do you I guess uh participate in events maybe as a vendor or uh, do you travel? Um, how, how does that all work out as far as you marketing yes. pro- products and, and hosting events or maybe even registering for someone else's event to be a vendor?
1: Yes, that's what I do. I, I do a lot of trade shows. I've done a lot of the big trade shows, Southern Women's Show, International Women's Show, um, uh, Black Women's Expo. I do a lot of the trade shows. So that's one of the ways I'm marketing my business uh, is through trade shows. And also – when it comes to the hosting events, I've done hosting events where I've been the um, person doing the hosting and vendors can buy into, you know, set up their products and everything at the, uh, whatever type of event I'm going to host. So, yeah, we've done that too. I've done, I do both of them.
3: What
4: about, what about uh, virtual events? Um,
1: I haven't did many uh, virtual events, most mostly trade shows.
4: Okay. Okay.
1: And so, like I was saying, that's, that's, I mean, I just, I kind of like that. I like getting out. I like meeting people. So it's kind of, you know, my way of networking. You know, getting out, and meeting the women's, and, and there's a lot of times a lot of women, and uh, kind of getting out to, you know, getting to discuss my products. I'm kind of a one-on-one person, so when I'm sitting up talking to them, it kind of gives a vibe of how interested, not only how important the product is, but how interested I am in what I do. So it gives them to understand how good this is for their skin and the products that they're using. So I kind of like to be able to talk to the people. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, you know what? I, I'm the same way. Um, when it comes to anything, I, I like—I don't know—I I hate talking on the phone, um, yeah. and I hate <laughs> like I would—I would so much rather uh, talk to people in person. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I, I, if I need to use the phone or use email to kind of set up that that meeting, then I'm all for it, but. I'm not really a a phone-talking purpose. If, they, if I'm talking on the phone, then there's a reason. Like, I talk to Tammy on the phone all the time, right? And I love talking to Tammy on the phone. But if I lived in Memphis or if I lived here, then that, that time on the phone would be significantly reduced because I would rather right. talk to Tammy face-to-face. Um, so right. I, I, I'm i definitely with you there as far as connecting with the audience. And, and I do have a uh, one more question, and it, uh, it came mm-hmm. to mind uh because i came uh i came on to the i came into the conversation as you were um uh concluding your prayer and then you know just listening to you to you talk this came to mind um the other day and this is more of a discussion type thing so feel free to mm-hmm. you know express your uh, your opinion and Tammy, me uh, by all means uh you know come back in on this um but i saw this uh quote the other day and it was uh, it was a it was posted on an image of of a teacher and some students and it said if you consider it work then you are not doing what you love. Mm. What do you think about what do you think about about that quote? Um and and should people uh use it to uh sort of guide them in life whether they are are you know, living their dream or whether they're working towards a goal. Um, How do you feel about that quote? And and, and is it something that, you know, if you think that, you know, that is true, then how can people apply that to their everyday lives?
1: Okay. I do consider that a very good quote. I I have to be honest, I started living by this quote roughly about maybe 10 years ago myself, 10 or maybe 15. I know definitely 10. Um, I believe that if you – we were created to live. We 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 know how to survive. We we have all pretty much learned survival techniques. But what about living? And if we're created in image mm. and likeness of God, are we not supposed to live? So are we not supposed to do the things that we're created to do, not just survive? But what about living? You know. And so I understand that. Are, are you having? Are you having? If you're just working, going home every day, and I'm not knocking working. You know, we're supposed to work. If that's all you're doing, and you're not enjoying life and you don't love what you're doing, then maybe you need to revive and sit back and, you know, tap into the inner peace of God within you and say, what is it that I'm really supposed to be doing? What do I enjoy doing that can create wealth for me? What about Mm that? What is it that I really enjoy that can create that wealth where I can do this every day? My father asked me this one day. He said, Vernice, what is it that you enjoy doing? I said, making things pretty. (laughs) You know, I was young. I said, making things pretty. He said, well, like what, you know, and I was saying, well, I, I like decorating. I have so many skills. I started naming all the stuff. He said, well, can you narrow it down to one thing? And so, and I've tried to analyze it. How can I narrow it down to just one thing? And and I finally did in my life. I said, you know what the one thing is? is making things beautiful, just the one thing. That's it. If I can make things beautiful in my life and other people's lives, then I've created my wealth. You know, so that can be in a lot of avenues, but it's still just one thing. You see what I'm saying? So I believe that we mm-hmm. should find that one thing that's very important to them, and that's what they should live off. That's what God created us for. He didn't create us just to survive. He wants us to live. He wants us to, to enjoy life and have life more abundantly. That's what, as we said, the Bible tells us all these things. You know, we're supposed to enjoy life and have life more abundantly. So abundance is, is a lot. It's joyful. It's peace. It's happiness. It's all of that. So we want to be in abundance, and and to be in abundance, you have to find out what's that important thing that makes you happy, and that you can do for eternity. You <laughs> so know, all your days of walking on this earth. So that's what kind is, of my. What, I, I agree with that definition. Go ahead.
4: What is one way um, that you think that people? Because a lot of times, uh, I think that I think we, I think we know either what it is that we want to do. And we struggle with that. We struggle taking that first step. Um, And then sometimes, you know, uh, we know that if we don't know what it is that we want to do or what we should do, we know that what we are doing isn't benefiting us in any way or that it's not getting us to, uh, to a place where, you know, we can um, enjoy life, as you said. So, what would you suggest be the the first step, the first, you know okay. that 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 people should that people should take in order to get over that initial hump?
1: The first step: believe in you. You have to believe and know that you can do it. What I'm saying that what I'm saying is you have to search within to find out what it is you need to do on the outside. So first you have to get a relationship with yourself, knowing you, because you can may do a lot of things, but what is that one thing? Just like my father asked me, and I had to go within. I couldn't go without. I had, on the outside, I had to look within. That was in my prayer and meditation time, seeking me, finding me, understanding who I am, and then knowing what am I here for. So the first step is believing in you, get to know you, find out who you are. A lot of times we don't really know who we are. We know what we are. We know we're human beings. We know love God. We love people We whatever the different things we do on the outside. But have you sat down to find you? Have you took that time to get to know you so you can believe in yourself? So the first step would be knowing you, believing in you.
0: That's my answer for that
2: one. (laughs) I to pick up
0: this movie, Rodney's. uh Rodney's question about if you could well, comment about if you consider it work, then you're not doing uh, what you love. Rodney, I'm really uh-huh. taking' because you brought that up because I'm, I'm going to share this with you guys. Friday, so well, Rodney knows, Friday um, I went and this is the third year that we did the Gundy King Youth Conference and uh, Brandon and I were speakers again this year and it was so i didn't realize this until later but i forgot to take pictures i forgot to get the kids to sign up i was so excited and i could have did that for i could have did that all weekend as tired as i was i i was i could have did that all weekend it did not feel like work period <laughs> it's um, mm. i mean it was like I was just in this zone, in this place, and it was an all-day event, and um, we broke for lunch, and during the lunch, the organizer came and said, I've already heard so many great things about your workshop. Do you mind if I if, – if, will it make you nervous? Do you mind if I, will I if I come in and sit on your second one? And I was like, absolutely not. I'm, I'm actually honored for you to do that. But my point is, it wasn't anything, it felt so natural. I didn't have to look for the words. I, I didn't have to look for the, the energy because I was dropped tired. And so, Rodney, what what I'm saying is what you said is powerful. What I think people mm-hmm. need to really start looking at, don't chase money. Don't chase this
1: world. There you go. The,
0: one of the biggest quotes that I've seen is people will Get a job that they hate to pay for a house that they never get to enjoy. Wait a minute, let's back up. Get a get a car to drive them to that job, basically to and fro. You think we spend eight hours working. And, and get mm-hmm. a house that they have to pay so much for, but they never really get to enjoy it because they got to work so much. And what we're working for are things that are beyond our basic needs. These things that we want right. and desire that bring no meaning, no value. And, I i mean, I'm speaking mm-hmm. to me as well. But so if we look at all the things people accumulate, outside of their purpose, outside of their, their vision, because we chase money, we chase the world, we chase the things of this world, yet it's not enough. It's mm-hmm. not enough.
4: And we have when people all me. Ahead, Tim, I'm
0: sorry. I just said we have all of these examples around us to validate that the world is just not enough. The world nor the things of this world is enough to satisfy the nagging hunger for your purpose and the vision that you were created for. And that passion stirs up inside of you so much so until all is restless, and you've got to seek yourself and seek God for that. Go ahead,
4: okay. I was just going to say, um, when, when it comes to when it comes to to being a teacher, um, people of people, you know, when people find out that I'm a teacher, uh, the, the first thing is, I don't know how you do it, and I always tell them, "Excuse you sound me." Sound
1: like a teacher?
4: I have. Uh, when it comes to being a teacher, I have the best job in the world to me. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that, there there are so many things that go along with it. And they're like, oh, I don't know how you deal with kids all day. And I'm like, believe it or not, I get to work with the best people there are. And to me, those are children. I hate it when I have to deal with the adults. If I I didn't have to (laughs) deal with the adults, I would be just fine. But when I think about my job as a as a teacher, I have never gotten out of the bed upset that I was going to teach kids. Never, never. Now I may have gotten out of the bed tired. I may have gotten out of the bed like, man, I can use thirty more minutes. But I have never gotten out of the bed upset about where I was going to be for the next eight hours or ten hours or twelve hours because I never know how long I'm going to be there. And mm. I even said, "I feel like I'm I feel like I'm stealing money because I'm having so much fun <laughs> during the day. <laughs> like nobody should be getting paid <laughs> to have this much fun. But that's just no. how I looked at." it. That's just how I I look at um, what I decided as my career, and no matter what I do, no matter where I go, I hope that I always have um, a connection to children and working with children, and that that is my goal. No matter what I do, I want to always directly impact children. And so I say this um, in addition to the to, to that quote that. Yes, your – whatever you're doing, yes, it, it involves some uh, some work on your part because even the Bible tells us that faith without work is dead, right?
2: Mm-hmm. However,
4: okay. you should not hate what it is that you are doing. You You should not hate it because even when I was in college – and working in a warehouse, that that job in the warehouse, although it was it was not my choice, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing the rest of my life, but that but that job in the warehouse served a purpose. And that job in that warehouse was helping me get to my ultimate goal, which is where I am today. And so I think that when we think about these things, we need to I, I agree with with, with with what you said, Ms. Bernice. I think that People need to figure out what is it, what is that one thing that you want to do? Because you have to first figure that out. And, you know, when, and, and I always help the kids because, you know, the, everybody's famous question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I always ask them, mm-hmm. what is that one thing that you mm-hmm. really like to do? That's why I start That's with a- it. And so when they say I like to play video games, now that leads me down a path, okay, why not create your own video game? Why not create your there own you system? Go. There's a there's a starting point because if you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up, everybody wants to play in the NFL, the NBA, they want to be a doctor, like, because somebody told them, hey, you can make a lot of money. But they don't talk mm-hmm. to them about the stress that comes with those with those jobs. And it's okay if that's what they choose to do but they should get involved with something that they love. And you start when you're, because children are so curious, you start out at a young age figuring out what it is that you like and you don't like. And I think that we do a poor job as a society and and, and as adults um, feeding those desires, especially those positive ones, uh, of our mm-hmm. of our kids and helping guide them towards their 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 greater purpose in developing a vision. I'm
2: gonna
1: be quiet, Miss Bernice.
2: Uh-uh,
1: I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I know you're <laughs> educated. I knew you were a teacher. I knew you was a teacher when you started
2: talking. <laughs> I said that is sound like my father,
1: so I knew it was a teacher on the phone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, now, the so, first,
0: I said, I want to throw a verse out there at you, Proverbs 23 and 4, do not overwork mm-hmm. to be rich. Went, and I looked mm-hmm. at it because I'm, I'm reading the Proverbs thing again, you know, the chapter a day in Proverbs. Um, and I rem- as you guys were talking, I was thinking, where did I see that? But Proverbs 23 and 4, do not overwork to be rich. What are your thoughts? You think the world does, does, does let them break abundance? I Say
4: that again, Tammy. Do not overwork to be rich was the verse. Oh, okay, I'm, so,
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ms. Bernice. I, I, I was I was piggyback on some things that you said as well, but Tammy won't elaborate on that. I agree with that. You know, I look at word, look at scripture because I I believe that that's what a lot of people in the world are doing. When you work at two and three and four jobs just to, as we said, survive, we're not living, and we are overworking to accomplish material, you know, things like he was uh, talking about earlier. But what I like that Rodney said, am I saying right, Rodney? Yeah. I like what he said about, yeah. Okay, well, I like what he said about, he went back to, like, I was working in the warehouse, but I still enjoyed it because, you know, it was getting you to your purpose or what you really was looking forward to do. That's what I look at when you Throughout my life are jobs or assignments I I call jobs assignments I don't really call them jobs I just look at them as This is somewhere I'm at Because this is pushing me into my own purpose It's teaching me I'm learning some things While I'm here you know I'm picking up some nuggets I'm picking up some things so I'm Enjoying when I'm there because I'm looking at The bigger you know picture I'm not just looking at the right now I'm looking at the down the line Because I know that I'm going somewhere So I'm learning something from this So I think if we view it different which is vision again If we look at the situation different that we're in, then we can get a better outcome. It's it's all according to how you look at it, because you look at your warehouse, it's it's an excellent job. I'm I'm enjoying myself, because it's pushing me to where I'm going. You see what I'm saying? So I Mm -hmm. I, I like that. I like how you broke that down. You just gave, hey, yeah, I was working in a warehouse, but I knew I was going to be a teacher, and I enjoy doing this. You know, I've been a regional manager at, at stores, at storage facilities, different things of that nature. I've been property managers, but all that was doing was pushing me to fulfill my dreams and my destiny. I was picking up things. I was learning how to communicate, you know, learning how to be over a company, manage money, all these other things I had to learn. It taught me and pushed me into where I am right now today, so I enjoyed all of it, you know. So I, I liked how you, you know,
2: put that.
4: And 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 I'll, and I'll add this, and um, uh, going back to what you said about uh, the scripture, Tim, about, you, you know, um overworking yourself to to become rich um, there there's there there's um there's no reason to do that because think about um, think about the scripture where it talked about the talents right
2: mm-hmm. and
4: the you know the guy you know the one that, the one that had ten talents went out what happened he used them God blessed him. He didn't have to do anything extra. Took what he had, used it, God blessed him. The one with five, same thing. The one with, with, with one, he buried it, we know what happened. If you use whatever it is that you have, I think we as humans get caught up in quantity, whereas God gets caught up in quality. If you use what it is that you have, then God will bless you. He said that if you're faithful over a few things,
2: make he'll many. make you
4: ruler over many. Take uh, back to the to the education summit where Mr. Sonier, Tammy, said that he had no idea that his story was going to gain the national attention that he did. He had no idea. And it, all he did <laughs> um, nice. was... Remain faithful. This man could have, and I'm not one for excuses, but if this man had quit anywhere along the journey, I would have said, you know what? I don't blame the brother. <laughs> you know, because of what this man had to endure. But this man saw the top of the mountain, even from the valley.
2: He saw it. That's right.
4: And no matter what happened, no matter how, every t- it seemed like as he climbed his mountain, rocks just kept falling, hitting him in the face, knocking him down. And this man just kept getting back up and kept pressing. And now he is the principal of a school where he was a janitor for 27 years. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen to too many people. But this man had a a, a, a vision. He had a, He knew his purpose when he was a young man. Mm-hmm. And no matter what happened in his life, he kept that vision. I am going to do x y z he okay. had- he had he had it, and he kept going and so you don't have to go out and work two and three jobs in order to have a whole lot. Just be faithful or a few things you never know, like my dad always tells me. You never know who is going to be that person that's going to read your book one day. You never know. Mm-hmm. Think, think about raffles, Tammy. We 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 buy twenty raffle tickets, right? But can't but one of them win. <laughs> somebody, you can you you can buy all the raffle tickets you want. Even if you win, it's only one ticket. It's only one ticket. And so I think that we have to think about life in the same way. Find out what that one thing is that you love and go mm-hmm. after it, because I don't believe you got that passion on accident. Mm-hmm. I believe what you are passionate about, it is natural. I believe it came from God, and I believe you got it for a reason. Go after it because we all got different ones And then the scripture also says All things work together To the good of those who love the Lord And are called according to his purpose So everything that's happening in your life If you love God And you are called according to his purpose Guess what No matter what it is Good or bad It is working in your favor
2: well, And right, the last you know, time, you
4: guys,
0: You guys ahead, you What you're saying Love and Bernice, I know you mentioned love at the beginning, but you know we we quote the scriptures like that. But then, when you when as soon as you bring the word love into it, I want to ask people. And I want to go back to your, the faithful part too. Faithful, faithful over a few things. For those who are listening, ask yourself what is, and be honest. What is it in your life that you are faithful in? What What That's are beautiful. you consistently faithful? In your doings, in your beliefs, in your in who you are, and then when you when we talk about you know for those who love you know God and everything works for their good, what does God say about those who love Him? If you love Me, you will keep My commandments. You will you will be obedient to My word. You will speak. And so I think what we do as people, we we go after that world. We forget about passion, purpose, and we want. Money and things And the people okay, that we think right. will, will elevate us But as you guys were talking I thought about Ephesians Where it talks about redeeming the time Of uh, I think it's Ephesians 5 But it, it talks about redeeming the time And that's in whatever it is you're doing you ha- We have to have some wisdom about life God's wisdom God's knowledge God's understanding And once you get that You realize I was created for purpose. God gave me gifts. You may have that one main one, but you have some gifts. And, he, and his word says he will make room for your gifts. All you have to do is show up. Be mm-hmm. present. Redeem that time. Keep God. Keep your passion your purpose. Like Rodney said, he worked at the schoolhouse so he could go and do what he loved.
2: Mm-hmm. This is on
0: here. I would, I mean, I, when I hear his story, if you guys have not heard it, look it up. If you need to be motivated, read his story. Because I can't, I can't say that I wouldn't. I mean, it's like like Moses and and and, and Pharaoh. You know, like how many how many slaves are we gonna have here? Have somebody? It, it's just, it's it's just. I mean, it's just a story of motivation that will keep you going. So that's why I say. If somebody says, well, I can't do this because of this, somebody has told you wrong because someone has came from worse. So there are no room for excuses in life. None. Because you might think you came from dirt, and somebody said, I came from under the dirt. Right.
2: So we
0: have no excuse. Well, hey, Fernice, I know we're kicking you from talking. You just out
2: Uh-uh,
1: I'm talking. I'm fucking <bugged>. <laughs> 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 it in <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to take a note. I'm enjoying it because have, basically you what? get... Huh? When you get
2: finished, I do have... Uh, You've answered some of my questions,
1: but when you finish
0: on that end, I do have a question for you. Okay.
1: I was uh elaborate based on what you were saying. You know, what we don't understand, too, vision is faith. You know, faith without work is dead too, like you said, but also faces the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that you cannot see. If, when he says what you cannot see, it's not talking about what you really cannot see. Really, you see it. It's just not in the present time now. But you do see it. Just like the the guy you all talked about, the janitor, he saw himself being a principal. It wasn't a doubt in his mind, never, that he would not be a principal, the principal of that particular school, because he created it. And that's what you We're created to be created. So when we create things, we created in our minds, first, if we, if we read the Bible, it tells us God thought about it first. We thought about it. It was a vision. It was a thought. And then we spoke it into existence. So at that time, you're speaking into your, your existence what it is that you would want. And now you're going after it. Right? Rodney said, I was going to be a teacher. So he went after that. You know, I said I was going to be a minister, a business owner. So I went after that. I believe in going after what you see, the vision. Going back to what the topic is, his vision and purpose. It's inside of you. It's already there. And if you just listen to what's on the inside of you, it will guide you into all truth. You know, that's why I said the peace of God surpasses all understanding. When you really listen and get that peace within within yourself, it will just guide you right to where you need to be. And like like you guys were saying, that right place, that right time, and just be obedient. Wake up every day just listening. You know, don't be so quick to jump out the bed. Sit out and just listen for a little while. Get some instruction. Get some mm. instructions from the creator. Get some daily instructions. Don't just jump out of bed. i got to go to bed. Sit there and listen. And I promise you when you listen, your day will go so much smoother because you got those instructions. You know what your plans are, but what are your instructions? That's a different That's a different lane right there. Your plans are one thing, but what are your instructions for the day? Who is it that I'm supposed to touch? What exactly do I even supposed to put on for the day? I may need to put on a certain color. So that person that needs me, see, oh, that's the one person God showed me in a vision. Going back to visions that I need to run into today to do whatever it is that I need to do for them or vice versa. You know, we give as well as we receive. So always look to give. Always look to give some some part of you. And that will push you into your divine destiny. It will keep pushing you into your purpose. And you'll have those visions that you see. You'll see those visions start creating as you obey the spirit that's inside of you. So always listen. That's my answer to everything. If I listen first, then I move. Anything? What were you gonna to say to me, Tammy? Um, I have a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. your ministry,
0: ministry-wise, what is your main what What is your main focus, ministry-wise, or what uh, group is your main focus if you have one? What do you mainly focus on when
1: it comes to your ministry, ministry? What do I mainly focus? On? uh uh-huh. Now, my main, what's mainly, baby, I guess? Say that again. I
0: said, what is your baby? What is it, the one, is there a certain group of people that you like ministering oh, yeah. to? Like, oh, yeah,
1: I like. Yeah, marriage, marriage, adults. You know, I I, <laughs> I, know it's a lot of people that love, like, right, said he loves the children. I love the children, too. But I'm a person that I believe that if you don't get the problem, you're not. You know, you have to be able to get to the root, and the root starts with the adults. It starts in the home. It starts with the father, the mother, you know, the grandparents. It starts with them because whatever's going on in that child, it came from where they were created from. And just like we're creating the image likeness of God, but also we're creating the image and likeness of our parents. So in order for me to help the children, I need to help the parents. So I look at it like God has always shown me. Everybody's helping the parents, I mean the children. So I need a group of people that's willing to help the adults. And marriage is my thing. I have a passion for marriage. Marriage is the foundation of the earth. You know, when you look at the, when God created man and woman, he created marriage first for church, for before anything was created, it was family. And so family is the key. And so if I focus on that, on the husbands, on the wives, on the men, on the women, you know, who, what is it that they need? Get to the root of the problem. If something's going on with the children, it starts at home. So let's start with the home and with the head of the home. Let's start with the parents So that's my passion My passion is marriage And ministering to Or talking to Or counseling Those groups of people I like to deal with the adults I believe that if I can get We can deal with To a root of a problem Then we can solve um, Anything <laughs> You know When it comes to the children Everything can be resolved And that'll just bring us all Connectedly working together As a group You know Because everybody's getting healed Not just the children But the adults Are definitely getting healed So now they can impact and plants and the seeds that they planted, or that they produced in the earth, that can impact them with the love of God and everything that they need to continue to to reproduce in the earth. So that's why my passion is marriage. That's my passion to dealing with the family, the mothers and the fathers, the men and the women. <laughs> you know, that's my passion. Okay.
2: How do
4: you how do you get those? How do you get those? Um, because I I completely agree with you. Um. That that you know, uh, adults are the problem with with, with children. <laughs> that's that, that's the way I always put it. I think I think adults oh, are what's wrong I agree with that.
2: children. I mean,
1: that's the truth. <laughs> I mean, reality is whether we want to say it is or not, but it is. A child can only yes. implement. We can all they can only implement what they see. So when it comes with adults, we're looking at and all adults because we we are the ones that create what's going on on TV. We want to create whatever music, you know, the industry or whatever that we create. It's all adults. It's not a bunch of children. You know, it's a bunch of adults sitting around doing this. So we are the ones that impact the children.
4: So, 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 how would you, uh, be, being that you believe that, that that adults are the root of the problem, uh, mm-hmm. what is your what is your angle in, in trying to 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 get married couples or to get you know single parents even? Uh, what 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 is your your angle in trying to get them to get them to understand that? That they are in control. Um, you know, we 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 used to hear that our children are the future. and I think people have kind of shied away from that because people are afraid <laughs> uh, of what the future is going to look like with the kids with the kids that we're raising. But um, what what is your what is your angle with the you know with with the, the the parents and trying to get them to understand that you know they 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 are in control. Uh, they can you know cause you know. Life to be one way or another way For for their children
1: Right You know Of course I said back in our day (laughs) We had values We had morals We had standards We uh, we were taught how to Be respectful And nowadays Everybody's so busy working Or they're so into um, Accomplishing I say material things for their kids That they're not listening to where they're hurting it. So with the adults, how do we get them to understand that we have to do something. We have to take back our control. And that's the key. We have to take back our control from the system, from what we've been told, what is, what's right and what's wrong, and, and look at the values that work with you as an adult. What works with you? You're an adult, you know, and I look at I'm I'm, I'm forty, whatever. I'm I'm an adult. So what works for me that would work for my children. What what's the difference in how I was raised in the way that I'm raising them? Am I accepting what everybody else says is okay? Uh, or am I looking at the values that my grandparents or my parents used that, you know, made me the person I am today? So I believe that sometimes we have to look back to move forward. I mean back into the elders, because the Bible tells us that the elders are supposed to teach the young. So if we're not teaching the young as elders, then what are we going to produce? how I deal with the singles or the married couples or parents that, that I've that i counseled or that I speak with or group settings, I always tell us to look at, look at where we come from, you know, first. Look at how you were raised. You know, some may be good or bad or indifferent, but as a general, as a whole population, you know, look at how you were raised. And what do you see? What do you see different about you and the generation that's to come? What do you see? Or what do you see different about your parents' generation and, you know, the generation that you're in? What do you see? You know, so to me, I think we should look, go back to looking within, you know, look within to find out what is it about me that I'm doing different that I should be doing better for my child. So I have to search me. If I'm saying my child is bad, let me search me again. What am I not doing? What am I doing to produce this bad seed? Because it's not bad. It's only bad if you make it bad. Nothing nothing is born bad. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. Nothing is born bad. Everything God created is good. Everything. Every, every, if you look for the beginning, everything he made was good. So if everything was good, then it's up to us to determine what's going to be good or bad about. So my, like I said, basically it's just talking to them, sitting down, letting them understand that when we look at the reflection of our kids, they're a reflection of us. So they're doing something out of order or they're not, we're calling them bad. And also what we say to them, you bad, you this, you that, the words that come out of their mouth. Whatever well, you speak, that's what's going to come into, you know, manifestation. So, I kind of do a whole little, I have a whole diagram of what do I talk, you know, questionnaires that I talk to the parents about, and we kind of go through that questionnaire, and it helps me understand each individual family where they are at that time. So to help them bring themselves back around to raising their children and feeling that principles that God has given them to put inside of them so they can grow up to be better citizens, better, you know, spiritual beings, doing what God has put them here to do. So that's how I deal with the adults. And I've even dealt with um, school groups. You know, I've had principals call me in, which was shocking to me. I was just talking to a principal one day uh, because I go to my son's school or my daughter's school, and I talk to them about, you know, I, I can even tell the child, pull your pants up, and they'll pull them up. And they was asking me, what do you do? How do you get that, you know? Uh, and they told me, no, I don't want you to talk to the children. I want you to talk to the parents. And it kind of shocked me. I said, to the parents, I've never had nobody ask like that in the group thing. So when he did, and I did, <laughs> they called it. They did. I was shocked. And so they called me in to speak to the parents in the schools, you know, so they called a, a PTA meeting or something, they called it in. And I did. I just got up and talked to the parents, and I realized that that's where I need to stay. I need to stay in my lane with dealing with the adults. I can deal with them better than dealing with the children because it's the root problem. Like you say, I have to work on that. And to make better children, we got to help make better adults, you know, and stop looking at the system running our home, and you run your home. Because it is your challenge Guess what As we said at the end of the day God got to look at you You know So I want to produce Some good truth You know So that's that's my uh, Angle on that
2: Okay Okay
1: What about church What about
0: What's your What's your take On today's um, Average church And what We as a people Especially our our youth And our, our married people Are getting Or not getting From church Mm. Cause he, well, I mean, she's so one they, of those people she wouldn't really, really go to church, but she, she loves and thinks God like majorly, but church is not on her her, her list. So Bernice, I mean, that's why I kinda well,
1: asked no. that question because
2: you, you were like
1: that. <laughs> that's okay. Hmm. Oh, because I grew up I don't I can't I can only speak from how I grew up. I grew up in a time where when we were going to church it was silly. We were out it was it was just demanded that we went out and witnessed to the people. We, it was serious about people being saved. You know, I grew up in T- St. College, a strict Pentecostal Church of God in Christ. So it was serious about people being saved, people being, you know, delivered, getting set free or whatever, you know. So we went out and witnessed to people. We were strong about, you know, the things of God and, and what's good for people, you know, trying to bring communities together. We was always outside of the church, uh, more so than in church. And so, And I saw a lot of things that I don't see in today's church. Today's church, what I see, I'm not saying all churches. But a lot of times I'm looking at, instead of y'all dealing with family, what God really ordained, you know, what he values, which is his family. We're talking about wealth and money. Wealth is not money. Wealth is you. It's you. It's you being wealthy in you. Man created money. God did. Man created money. God created us. And he created us to be created, and we create those things, which is good. But if we focus more on the family values and building strong family values instead of, money we get it, how many jets and whatever else we can buy, you know, and how many mega churches we could have, then what are we really doing? We're just showing people to me they're still just going with the day-to-day living of the way the world sees things, make more money. But what about helping for real? What about healing for real? I mean, I can count the times when I was growing up, I actually – Miracle signs and wonders in my day I actually saw blind people Seeing again I remember that I actually saw people that couldn't walk Get up out of wheelchairs and walk again You know those are the miracle signs and wonders That Jesus talked about And he said not only works but greater works you shall do So why are we a church And we're not producing this work Because you have the same abilities and power So that's my thing I don't, I don't see that So I love church I love to go sometimes to shout and have a good time, but that's all I see it as. I see it just as a good time.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: You say, said time. you say you see it as a said good time? You say <laughs> Yeah, I see it as a <laughs> fellowship and having a good time. I mean it. I see it just as we all laugh and we're having a good time. We're hearing a word. We he- I'll say it like this. I'm hearing a word that I've been hearing all of my life. I'm hearing the same teaching that I've gotten either somewhere or somewhere else different. Maybe it's just been worded a little different, but it's still the same thing coming at me. I wanna see this sister, I wanna see you see this sister hurting, you know, this brother, this family hurting, And we do something about it. When we're talking about creating wealth. There should not be a, a a family in lack in no mega church across the globe. Everybody should be wealthy. When Paul orchestrated the church, because it was Paul that designed the church. When Paul orchestrated the church in the book of Acts, if you see it—they brought everything into the storehouse so everybody could be wealthy. but so everybody needs were met. And if it's a church out there and everybody needs are not met, we need to do something different. So that's my concept of church. It's like all the when I, when I had my ministry when it was just and uh, we had like eight ministers, we all, you know, made sure everybody was taken care of. The whole group, everybody. Everybody needs Everybody written with faith.
4: Why do you think? Is, why,
1: why,
4: why do you think the people who uh, who belong to these churches? Um, why do you think they stick around when they constantly see themselves struggling day by day uh, to, to 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 put food on the table, to keep the lights on, to uh, to pay their rent, pay pay their mortgage. But then they see their pastor uh you know, with with, with you know uh thousand dollar outfits, jewelry, you know, um, you know, the, these jets, the these these really these brand new cars, you know, they see their pastors uh living these uh these you know lux luxurious lifestyles and then every day they're struggling and the conversation is never about the 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 pastor giving uh to 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 the needy which would be them but it's always about the needy giving to the pastor why do you think people see that on a regular basis and and, and remain a part of Uh, that that good time. I like the way you put that, that good time. Why do you think people remain a part of that good
2: time?
1: Because it's a form of belief. They really believe that they're going to overcome by tithing or by giving to this pastor because they're looking. It's like a vision. They're seeing. wow, he's there, so if I do this, I'll get there. You know, it's a form of belief. They hang on because they believe what they're being told. Just like just like any, a child or anyone, if you tell that child you're going to be this, this, and that, you're going to believe that. And I don't want to say it's wrong, right, wrong, or indifferent, but I want to say it's still a form of belief. They just believe it. They believe that this is going to happen for them. They believe that the same thing. Hello? Okay.
4: Yeah, we're still here.
1: Okay. They believe that what they see is going to manifest for them, so they hold on. But they don't realize that, not saying that that's right, wrong, and different, but don't realize that, hey, wait a minute, God, now, they can, I can't be here. It's not that I can't. It's not that I can't. I can I can have everything because the earth is mine and the fullness is thereof. I can have all of this. But what is my way of going about having it? I can gather yes. some knowledge from this particular person, but what is my way? It's not, see, we've been told that it's in Utah. Listen to what they're preaching. We teach Malachi. Bring all your, bring your tithes and officers. I mean, we probably can rehearse that. We can rehearse that. Bring all your tithes and officers. But if you read the book of Malachi, if you read the whole story, then you'll know what they really were talking about. But, see, we don't take Uh that book and read it for ourselves either. We just listen to what somebody told us, and we just go from there. That's why Uh we're not searching within. If you search within, not saying that going to church is wrong and it's bad, I, I never would say any of that. What I will say is find God for yourself. Find the God in you. And then whatever the pastor or anybody else is talking about, you can relate some of that to you, and you can research and say, okay, Father, show me how that makes and whatever it is that I'm supposed to do. Because what I've I've to the poor. I've to the people that need. I've tithed as I'm led. I don't believe in just taking your money to the church. I believe in giving your money to the people that need it. That's for me, though. But I don't I don't try to knock anybody, because I've ties to churches for 20 years or so. And I have nothing against it. And I still do pass a certain ministry that God has led me to. And, but I see the work, I see the fruit. I see the fruit. And the fruit is not about money. I see the people being saved and delivered and coming out of debt and bills are getting paid. And not only are their bills getting paid, but they're showing them how to not go back in this circle again. See, that's what I believe. I believe the mega churches, you got people in there and lack Why not pull those people together and say, okay, what is your need? Because that's what the old church used to do. They used to come to the brother's house and say, okay, Brother So-and-so lost his job. Now we got to go help Brother So-and-so out and help him find another job or accumulate a business or something. Find out what the need is so we can create that. And, then you know, we can build from that and help build that family again so now they can walk and show the next person. That's just what I believe.
4: Wow. You know what? I... Uh, I, I'm just listening to you talk, and, and the only thing that comes to my mind is, uh, you know what? You you are the 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 one who should be running the church, because it, it, it's a it's a shame that uh uh it's a shame that church has it it, it that it is what it is today, um mm-hmm. and that it is a good time and that. You have so many uh, needy people in a church, and I don't mean needy in a bad way, but I mean needy meaning, you know, there are people in church with a great need, and it's like, wait a minute, okay. You have a need, and instead of you taking the money that you have to meet your need, you allow someone to guilt you into giving it to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And I think we wonder why people on the outside of the church or people who don't go to church uh mm-hmm. look at people strangely who do go to church all the time. Um and I and I have a I have a personal story but I'm gonna wait until till the end of the night to uh to talk about it. But I'm glad that that that, that this came up but uh Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: I love that no, I love that passage in the Bible. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's when Peter I think it's John or one of the disciples, but they're they're um the man who who um is outside of the temple begging the beggar. And he's asking for money of course and, and they tell him, Silver and gold I have not, but what I do have you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. what I really do have, it can feed you for a lifetime in so many words. So they say basically told him to get his get take their hand and he was able to walk. See, now that he's able to move about, see, teach them, show them. Don't just give them the money. When you get this money, let me show you what to do. Let me show you how to get out of the situation. So they got him from out of big, they helped him get out of the situation. Now, he don't really need the money. He can go work, build a building. He can go do whatever he needs to do so he can accomplish, you know, life and fulfill his life now. And now that he can walk, he's never was a, he was never able to walk before. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like really show, give some people some real help. You know, we got all these billionaires, millionaires, or or financial advisors, or whatever the deal is. But we see a person constantly going back in the same hole. Now, if I got church members, you got church members going back in the same situation, then we need to see what we can do to get them out where they can stay out. Yeah. something. Don't just give them. Just give them the money all the time. Yes, give it. So let's let's get you in some classes now. Let's teach you how to sustain, so you can maintain. Because some people just wasn't taught how to maintain. I like what you put- said about. That the,
0: the the churches will guilt you into to giving. That is the worst, worst, worst kind of giving. Yeah. And I think that's why we yeah. have so many people who whose tithes are not um. I hate to say blessed, but mm-hmm. we have so many people who who tithing and they're not seeing the fruit of it because you have to give mm-hmm. with a willingness. Now there have been times where I've said. I've, I've been guilted into doing it, and there's been there have been times where I've given, and it came back. I mean, the oh, yes. word really oh, yes. came forward, and so a lot of people give ties for for many reasons, many of the wrong reasons. You know, it's it's for mm-hmm. show. A lot of it. I mean, I've I've had some situations where the pastor said, you know, I don't want your change. I don't want your pennies. I've had been in a church, not not a member of this church, but I went to one right here in Memphis where he said, if you are a regular tither, you stand up, you get to come up first. Uh-uh. And I'm, really? And so <laughs> at the same church, at the, at, the, at the service, took up more money, had his people standing at the back, and that's when he said, you know, and I don't want your change in my bucket. I don't know who sits under that, that type of authority when you have people like Rodney said who are not, who don't pay their rent in order to tithe. And then you have people who have tied all their lives and get in a situation and they can't get a light bill paid. Like they will, the church right. will literally be okay with them getting their lights turned off and then come to church signing and still that, that that 10% and some more. Mm-hmm. But we, as a people, we 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 have. That's like we started out at the beginning of the show. It's time to speak up and speak out, Bernie I think there you need this you now, uh, and that's in Proverbs too. And I really need to find out about um, the lips that tell the truth. Or uh, is that in mm-hmm. Proverbs? You that what I'm talking about, Proverbs? It might be in mm-hmm. 24. Mm-hmm. Stuff, um, about speaking the truth. And what that does? That's right. So it's just more I mean, that going around. We just hold too much in and let too much go, and that's just not that's just not working. It's not working. We should be calling these these churches out and these people out. And again, I'm with you on that. We don't we don't enable anybody anybody. But at the same time, what was the church for? What is what is Christ's love? I mean, love the church. Even compares it to the husband loving your wife as Christ has loved the church. Going back to your 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 being your ministry being about relationships and husband and wife. So it's so much out of order that we're just okay with as people who should be a power, we included. We just are okay with it. And it's time for some bold boldness in your vision, your purpose, your passion, your
2: love for God
4: Boldness mhm i used to uh this is Rodney again i used i used to work with um uh this guy who uh most people did not uh uh like him because his his approach was different um and his his beliefs were not popular ones and so uh he would, he he was that person who was not afraid to call people out. And one day he even said to me, Rodney, right he said, uh, I can't go to church. He said, because I would be that person to stand up in the middle of the sermon and tell the preacher to stop lying to the people. And,
2: and see, that's he, me. And one <laughs> I'm
4: sorry And one day, one day, it was so funny. So one day, Uh, This lady uh, And this happened before I was working Uh, You know I just kind of heard about it But one day you know there there was this lady Who was always talking you know God, 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 God And so one day The lady drove a new car To work and so this, this particular Older gentleman he said, "Oh, you sure can't have, you 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 can't have that money, can you?" And she said, "Oh, this car! Oh, the Lord blessed me with this car." And he said, "Oh, really? The Lord bless you with that?" She said, "Yeah, the Lord blessed me with this." And he said, "Well, I tell you what, Miss." Three payments, and, and tell me if God is the one driving the tow truck. And so that lady oh my got God. so <laughs> that lady got so upset with him. He said she didn't talk to him for two years. And he said people just need to stop. He said people just need to stop. He said the Lord blesses you with your health and your strength, and it, that way you can get up every day and go to work. You do whatever. He said, and what you choose to buy with that money is totally up to you. God doesn't a lot of times say, gay yeah, you buy this, buy that. He was like, people just need to stop. But I think his whole point was, you know, instead of, you know, people saying, God, 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 God. And yes, you know, uh, we do believe in God. He was like, "But, but, you know, some people just take it to the extreme. And that was his point to her because I guess, you know, some, some other conversations that, that they had had. But he said the lady didn't speak him for two years.
2: <laughs> God bless well, her, had no sorrow. So, yeah? Well, let's
0: see here. So I got all my questions. I think you've covered. Uh, okay, I do have one more about the the parenting and as it relates to their children, what do you what would be the one thing you think parents um, the one the biggest mistake we as parents make today in parenting our children?
1: Then trying to be more on a level of their friend instead of their parents. I think a lot of parents nowadays are their children's friends that means that well, when I look at it, they're not caused to really respect. I mean, a lot of people say, you know, it's okay. It is okay to let your children voice their opinion or if you're asking them a question for so them to answer it or if they have an opinion about something or whatever. But a lot of times now kids are mostly in the conversation of adults. Um, when you're talking to your children, they're going back and forth. You You feel like you're looking at two adults talking instead of a parent and, a, and a uh, you know, a child. And so mainly it's, it's befriending the child to the point it's not wrong nothing wrong with friends. You're supposed to be friends, you know, friends with your child say friend meaning you're supposed to have a relationship with your children. Not as a friend, but as a parent and as a son or as a daughter. You know, you're supposed to have a relationship, a loving relationship. I'm not my daughter's friend, I'm her mother. You know, so as her mother that's what we're gonna continue to flow as. I have twenty four year old, I have twenty two year old, I have a seventeen year old son and a thirteen year old daughter, but I'm all of their mother. I'm not their friends. We laugh, we joke but they know the lines and they know how to draw the line because I taught them that, you know, you can only go so far with mom when you're laughing and joking about certain things. You can only go so far with dad, you know, so it's a level of respect. We lost that way of making our children, showing our children how to respect not only us, but other adults as well, you know, so mainly it's a lot of parents are befriending their children instead of parenting them. And a lot of it has to do with society. A lot of it has to do with, uh, child Protective Service and the system and all of that, being able to say, yo, you can't whoop your children, you can't do certain things or whatever the deal is, so they look at, well, because I can't do nothing to them, I might as well. You can get, it's a way around everything. You know, you can parent your child and you don't have to lay your hands on them. If you discipline them at a little age, when they're little, then by the time they get a certain age, there's some things you don't have to do. You don't have to holler and fuss and do certain things that you had to do when they were little. You showed them at two years old, don't put your hands on my table and move my artifacts, you know, my (laughs) decor on the table. My friends used to always say that about me, like, your house stays so short. Quisha don't know because I talk Quisha too. Don't touch my stuff on the table, so Quisha was fine with that, you know. So as she got older, she still knew that. I didn't have to have that problem. I'm not going to move everything off the table. I'm just going to show you as a child, you're going to stay in your lane and you're going to grow up to be a wonderful adult. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so I think it's because we befriend our children to the level that we don't have no control. And now most of my friends, all of our children, most of them are grown my two older ones. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Hello?
4: Yep, we're still here. Oh, you don't have to stop.
1: Oh, I thought you told me so. it was active yourself. <laughs> okay. But like my children, oh, no. now my older children. <laughs> All of my friends right now, and, I, and I'm not saying some. I'm really, literally, when I say all, I mean all. They have all told me we used to think you we were so mean when we were raising our kids, but now we look at your daughters and look at our kids, and now we like, whoa, she was doing something right. And all of us say you don't have any grandchildren. This is what I tell them: Have you been to anybody's wedding? And they say no. I said, point may. My daughters will tell anybody. Our mom instilled in us so much. To wait till you get married before you have children, you know. And I didn't feel that into them. I just said, Wait till you get married. You don't want to be doing all this other stuff and having all these kids and baby daddies and whatever the deal is. Get married first. I tell my two my two youngest on the same thing, and so I don't have those those type of issues. I want them to grow up and live life, you know, and have life more abundantly. Enjoy yourself, live, you know. And so now they're living, and and I'm not. My children are independent. My two oldest daughters. My oldest daughter in California. She lives out in California by herself, and she's 24 years old. My other daughter lives in Memphis. I mean, she, they, they dictate and run their own lives. If they call me for advice, I give it to them. After that, I don't have to worry about, oh, let me send this one to $200, and this will this, and this one. I don't have to do none of that. Matter of fact, they can send me some money if they want to. <laughs> but what I'm just saying, or they can do things for me, because I taught them how to be independent, love God, and and just wait on, wait on the things of God to flourish in your life, and go live life. Go enjoy it. You know, you want a family, have one. You know, both of them want families, but they just taking their time and doing it, I guess. That's all I can say. But my thing is, I'm still their mother, and I never came to the point of being with friends where they, like, you know, can talk to me on a level as a friend. They talk to me on a level as a mother, but they do still come to me for advice and for personal things. They do that. So, yes, I believe in parenting, not being a ch- your child's friend.
2: What,
4: uh, what are some of those? What are some of those? And, and and we don't want you to to focus on, uh, you know, your friends per se. But what are uh-huh. some of the things that you have seen, uh, as a result of poor parenting? And not not talking about your friends per se.
1: Um, I get what you're saying. Just. In
2: general,
4: yeah. In but but just children. in general, what what are some of those specific things that you've seen as a result of poor parenting, and what were the, what what were the examples of poor parenting that that you saw?
1: I saw, oh my gosh, I would look at how I saw in the store. I can say this even recently. Um, I was in the store and I was um, with uh, my son. Yeah, it was my son and my daughter, and this this. I like he was about eight or nine-year-old was talking to their mom as if they were talking to somebody on the street, and I was like, you know, I was kind of confused about that, you know, like he's actually letting him have this discussion with him where he's using profanity and everything, you know, and talking to his mom, and, and she can't even control him. So I know that's poor parenting. What are we doing at home that you have no control over your child at eight or nine years old when you're out in public, you know? Um, allowing them to Watch certain things on TV, I think, is very it's poor parenting. I think you should should train what your children are watching and listening to. You know, I've noticed that in certain parenting. They let their kids listen to anything. They let them um, do anything. They let them watch anything. They give them no values, like I was saying, no values, no morals, you know, no level of respect. They, it's pretty much It's pretty much kind of open, you know, as we all sit here as adults. Instead of this is a child, let's not a child is in the room, we're not going to watch it or a child cannot watch this while parents are, you know, in the room. So those are my things of seeing poor parents and based on even how they respond to, to certain teachers or in school. I've been up to uh, schools and I've seen, as being a teacher's assistant, at my younger age I've seen children disrespectful to teachers and I've kind of watched how the children were reacting in the classroom. And when the parents come up there and the, the teacher has to call the parents and the parents come to the school, the parents are lashing out at the teacher, and I actually had to kind of defend the teacher. Like, wait a minute, your child was acting up, you know, and is doing this. So, the defense level instead of pulling that teacher outside so y'all can get a mutual, you know, understanding, they're yeah. lashing their teachers right in front of you know their children, and that's not that's not good. That's not good parenting. Uh, we were taught not to do that. You know, your child children should not see you in conflict with another adult. Uh, in front of them because they can use that to manipulate between the two. So if you take it outside or you take it somewhere else, or make sure the child is not around you all. You know, even with husband and wife, the same thing. You know, one child is asking dad, "Can we do this?" and then go ask. Dad said no, then you go ask mom, and mom said yes. Now you got a tug of war going on because it knew. Well, dad said no, we know mom said yes. So to me, those are not good parenting. We need to work more on how to work together as adults so we can. Have control over the children, so we can push them to where they need to be, and not control like their puppets, but control like discipline. Just knowing structure, how to have values, how you have, how to have morals, how to have respect. So those those are my views on that.
4: Real quick, Miss um, mm-hmm. uh will you give out your because we've had some some more people to to uh, to tune in. Uh, will okay. you give out your contact information and everything that you did uh, a little while ago?
1: I sure will. My uh, ministry website, my ministry name is Walls Come Tumbling Down Ministry, and my website is w dot am tumbling down dot com. Walls Come Tumbling Down Ministry with with the Y on the end dot com, and my business website, my business name is Heaven Sent Gifts. The website is heaven then sent with S-E-N-T, gifts.net. Do, do you
4: have what any uh, up, upcoming events? I'm sorry. I was going to say,
1: what about a what
0: phone said? number? And then huh? you guys yeah, a
2: phone a big,
0: team, a big Atlanta base, so she's out of Atlanta, and her Heaven Sent gifts, you can actually uh, – Be a consultant, basically, like have your own business with your own brand and so forth, uh, with her natural products. And they are great products, but she's out of the Atlanta area. Yes, and the phone number is 678 790
1: 5414. And you can contact me on either one of the venues, ministry or uh, business. Okay.
4: Okay. Do you have yeah, any well, uh, events coming up soon?
1: Events coming up soon? No, the next event is not until next year. It's the Southern Women's Show in Memphis. I don't have that date yet, but it's normally the end of February, or 1st of March, but it will be announced on my website.
4: Okay. So, everyone, make sure that you go to... Uh, Uh, ms bernice's website so that you can uh, uh get that information and definitely um attend uh if you are able to uh if you are in the memphis area you should definitely um consider attending um and we hope we hope that you have have definitely uh been inspired like like we have tonight um and no, this is not an end to the show. I just wanted to put that out. I just wanted to help put that plug <laughs> in there.
2: <laughs>
4: what were you about yeah. to say, Tammy? I
0: was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that we might do something that we've
2: not did in a very
4: long time, and that uh. is, I uh, you know you just, you just messed it up. <laughs> oh,
0: sorry, sorry, sorry. And I always, not, not. We not. Not Come on and say, we're going to do a show. And then we end up doing two hours plus show, even if we say we're going to do an hour. And it ends up being just longer, 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 uh, but, which is good. That means we're really, you know, we, we're going and going and going. And this is a great topic to go on because your passion and your vision, it 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 is the foundation, your faith, your belief in it. And I, you guys, I really feel like that is the cause of such so much, sickness and so much suicide and depression because people are out of their element. They're out of the zone that they were created for. And it's getting harder and harder for me to get up every morning and just do something that I don't like. It's just
2: really getting
0: <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> And it has more purpose. You know, it's like the world keeps getting crazier and crazier and people keep getting more Selfish and self-seeking and, and and searching for then, like we said, what the world cannot give you. And I just don't know what how much more it will take for us to get that. Like, I, I mean, I'm just about ready to just, shoot, move in with some people and just, just <laughs> do my thing, <laughs> my passion. It's in my heart. Let's get ahead or something
2: for a year. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we
1: start. I believe if we learn how to value people, like we used like they used to do, they used to value people instead of things. And I think that's the passion that we lost along the way from generation to generation. Stop valuing people, and we start valuing things. And if we put more investment into one another, then we can create. United we stand, divided we fall. So we we, we can create a better mm-hmm. path for all of us. If we put more value into each other, that's just what I believe. Okay.
4: And, and you know what? That, that that like you said, there used to be a time when we when we lived our lives that way, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and now now uh, Tammy and I were having this conversation a, um, a couple of months ago. Um, now it's all about me. And yes. Yes. If 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 we see that that somebody um has a, a really good idea or they they are uh, uh trying to do something that that that's very positive very productive instead of us joining forces with them we'll try to steal their idea and present it as, as if it is our own um
2: mm-hmm.
4: I belong to a group on Uh, Facebook and it's one of those groups and and I guess people do it this way um, at least this is my theory behind it I guess people do it this way because it's almost like you are forced into the group Um, uh, I think now people can just add you to a group on Facebook and there's no accept or decline like once they you know add you like you're added to the group and um you know, so I was kind of added to this group, and I was like, okay, like this just, you know, uh, let me just see what this is all about. And this group grew to over 120,000 members within wow. the first month. Within the first month, now, and from there, all I saw was people posting things about this group that they had created and come and join my page. And I'm like, wait a minute. So somebody had an idea. They put that (laughs) idea into action. And you see how successful it is. So you go and create, I mean, it had. Everything was just about the same. So you go yeah. and create uh, the same thing on your on your account, and now you're coming back to this account trying to uh, recruit people for yours. And I'm like, that's that that you know. To me, I can't get behind that. You know, I, I I just I just cannot support anything like that because you know, like we were I think we were saying this the last time we were on the air. You have how many mentorship programs out here? Instead of continuously starting one, why not? If you want to be a mentor, why not join a program that's already out there and right. help strengthen help strengthen that one or build that one.
1: That's right.
4: Now, that, that is if you can, you know, find one that you do support or that you would like to, to mm-hmm. help strengthen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying just join any one of them, uh, you know, but but why is it that we need all of these different programs instead of, well, let me just help this but it's right. all about me, and it's
1: not about us. That's right. I can can really agree with that. I have a a person I know since you brought that up, someone I know, and it's funny, we had the same vision on mentoring for girls. It was so such the same, we even had the same name, you know. And, And we were in two different cities, but we both knew each other. And so I'm like, well, I'll just Support yours, you know, since you have, because that's not my passion. This is, I'm let's support yours. So, and hers, me supporting hers and just connecting with hers, it has really blown up and expanded. But why would I go out there, well, I had the idea too, you know. It's like kind of like that. Yeah. Like, well, I had the idea too. Well, let's just connect these ideas. Whatever you have, let's just connect whatever I have and just, I'll just support you and just just roll with that, you know, and that's what we decided to do. We, I just support what she's already built. It's beautiful. So let's just support it, you know. And so I agree with that. Yeah. Instead of dealing so Rani, many, it's just,
2: it's Rani, we that's the
1: support
0: we have. Mm-hmm. Looking within, looking within, people are, even at 30 and 40 and 50, why did I just, I have to tell you about something later that I saw today that just blew my mind As, as in relation to what you said. I thought, wow, really people, these are people who are 40 and 50 plus years old, who's who's still searching outwardly for Mm -hmm. for something click that that gives them some sense of peace and satisfaction. And again, it's because we've been for so long chasing the world, me included. You chase the world, you Mm -hmm. chase the world, but it comes a time where you have to realize like you're the you're the Unfortunately, I didn't say this, but you are the dog chasing the rabbit around the dog track, and you will never catch. The dog's never going to catch the Mm -hmm. rabbit. I mean, really? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I say that, y'all, because I was there last time. I was was turning in. I was at the dog track. That's probably why I thought about that so, so, so quickly. But my dad loved the dog track, and, of course, he was here in August, and he went to the dog track, and he won, but he came back and gave me the tickets, and that was August 16th, and he kept saying, you better not let those tickets expire. <laughs>
2: so I had to go to the <laughs> money
0: <laughs> And I just, you know, I see the dog just wanted, like, you're, gonna, you're never going to catch the rabbit. <laughs> with, with
2: this mm-hmm. world,
0: we're all we want. We can get all the money in the world that we think we need, but at the end of the day, it's like, Uh, Trent said, Rodney, when he said about, you know, who are you when the the lights go off? I said, who are you, period? When you look in the mirror, when you ride in the car, look in your mirror up there to see who are you. Then it's not just about when the lights go off, because wherever you go, there you are.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh,
1: So
4: I am. I am definitely with
1: it. About.
0: Give us something to close with, because we got just about 15 minutes, and I know Rodney's been in with those kids all day and in school trying to <laughs> learn some more stuff. So, <laughs> 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 something about vision, passion, purpose. Give the people a word, and then, um, if you don't mind, just kind of give out your information one more time. And, and I know we keep saying this about the um, the opportunity, but I know that there's some some housewives, some, some people trying to get through college. Bernice's products is yes. really, really, really good.
1: Um, yes.
0: I, I mean, that's all I can say. I bought, I bought a gift for someone who's really picky, and I actually thought he was going to say, why didn't you get me something from the store? He actually said, "We really like that. Where did you get them from? And used it all up. So I say that to say, you know, it's really a great product. So if you were thinking about... Uh, if that's your thing, if you want, if you think you have the gift of, you know, getting people together for a party and doing a, kind of like the parties that you have, candle parties and all that, I've tried it all, but um, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So if you're interested, it's more than that. At least look up her site and order something from her. If you need ministry and counseling, again, she's in the APL area. Um, so just look her up go on our site and say hi and tell her how much you enjoyed the show tonight, but focus out with purpose, passion, vision, and whatever else you want to give to the people,
1: Fernie. Yes, ma'am. And the key is back to what I was uh, saying. You know, what comes to mind is always search within. Uh, through prayer and meditation, you know, prayer is talking to God, but meditate is listening to God. And that's the key to our whole life, actually. If we just Pray and, and and reach out, but actually you're reaching within. So you're reaching out as we think we're reaching. We're talking more of reaching out by we saying the words outwardly. But when we come when we come back to just to listen to God, He's speaking within our spirit. What it is that we need? What is what are the, our um, instructions for the day? <clears throat> Excuse me. And the past, the passion that He put us here for. So focus on searching within, more so than looking on the outside. It's better what's on the inside is greater. The power we tell is greater. To see that is within you than he does within this world. So that lets you know that the greater power that you have, the greater, your greater gifts are already inside of you. And everything you need, you already have. Everything. And any place that we are in this world is because we chose to be here. And the outcome of every situation is up to you. So you create your future. You create your present moment. Anything you desire and want, you can have. And that's what my focus is, and that's what I believe. And that's just what I know to be true. You know, miracles, signs, and wonders happen every day. They do. But it's up to you to determine what, you're, what you want your miracles and your signs and your wonders to be. So I always know that the outcome of every situation in your life is up to you. And those are my my spiritual standpoints of life, you know, just knowing that it's up to you. And I believe if you pray and meditate, I know if you speak within that, you will see some greater outcomes in your life. And you can go to my website. On that, I teach a prayer and meditation class. Actually, I'm starting one on Tuesday, um, and you can actually go onto my website and put your um, contact information in, and I will send you a link, your, your email information, and I can send you the link to join in on my prayer meditations. It'll be on Tuesdays at 7:30, Atlanta time. I don't know what will be our Eastern standard to sit. We something. but <laughs> but it's Atlanta time. Easter, okay, but it's at kind of time, so it'll be at seven thirty and it lasts for one hour of prayer and meditation, and um, and my website for that is w down ministry. dot com, and also as Tammy was indicating, if you would like to um, order some wonderful all natural, handmade products, um, my hair products, I make natural hair, shampoo, natural uh, shampoo, conditioner, hair oil. And I make a um, black soap body wash, a black soap body um, soap. All of this is 100% natural, and I always let people know that whatever you put on your body, if it's not made from an herb or an edible ingredient, you should not be using it because whatever goes on our bodies goes straight into our blood And so it can cause all types of diseases. A lot of the soaps and different things that we purchase, we need to know what the ingredients are that you're using on your skin. And I also make a wonderful bath line for women. It's called Hey Sweet Facts. And it has a shea buttercream, body oil, bubble bath, shower gel, all that, and everything is 100% natural. And the fragrance um, that I make for men is called Hey Big Dad. And so, in every like I said, again, everything is 100% natural. And we also have a baby line, which is called Baby Jalen's Gift. And our hair line is called Earthbound Natural. So you can check those out on my website. Um, it's going to be Heaven Sent Gifts. Scent is with S-E-N-T dot net. And also, if you would like to become a consultant where you can buy into the um, the business and you can sell all the products on your own, you can do um, accessory parties, you can do a spa party for people, however you want to do it. But you can just look it up on my website and give you all the detailed information of how much the package are and everything. So, again, that website is www.heavensandgifts, S E N T dot net. And the name of the business is and Gifts. And I have enjoyed myself on tonight. I've joined speaking with everyone. I enjoy sharing my testimony. I enjoy my vision, share my vision and purpose with everybody. And Tammy, I am excited about you having me on as guest, and you two, Rodney. <laughs> so I appreciate you both. And you all have truly been a blessing to me. I'm telling you, I took a bunch of notes. <laughs> so I just <laughs> want
2: to let you guys know that as well. Rodney, <laughs> well, I, mean, I
1: don't know if you were on when I uh, was talking about how I met
0: Bernice, but I met Bernice, I was, I was actually selling, Oh, Bernice! Was it the jury or the? I think it was the jury, right? Jury.
2: The jury. <laughs> it was the
0: jury, yeah. Yes. And uh, like I said, y'all sold everything just to to get Brandon through high school and and everything else. But um, Bernice is is one of the few people. I mentioned this early. I think before we came on line that can just she can just move on. She doesn't hold grudges. She doesn't. It just doesn't move her. She just can see the. She really can look at a person's heart. She looks beyond the surface of them, and that's that's that's
1: the that's just the biggest thing that I admire about her. And i was sharing that I don't I don't have that that gift. Um, you know what helped, helped me I get that gift, Tammy? Yeah. I um, want to share this, and I believe it'll be. A, I want to share what helped me get that way. I want to share it because it was a blessing to me, and I've been this way pretty much all, all my all probably all this? my life.
2: Funny, yeah, you weren't well, yeah, doing I, this? I'm just to say.
1: No, I was going to say, I pretty much have been like this all of my life. I mean, my cousin had to remind me that when I was a little girl, I would get in a fight with somebody, and I apologize for the fight later on. So I was pretty much about like this all of my life. But what helped me sustain it is this. My dad my dad is a bishop. My dad teaches uh, the Bible in Hebrew, Latin, Greek, come from a strong lineage of spirituality. But he told me this when I was about 14 years old. He said, Vernie, when you hold on to stuff, people control you. But if you let it go, you're in control of you. So I'm a person that don't like people controlling me. (laughs) You know, I like to have control of myself. And so when I thought about that, I mean, I sat down and analyzed that. I said, so you mean if I'm staying mad at somebody, if I hold on to something, people are, they have control over me. But if I let it go right there, then I have my control back just that quick. So I kept that. I kept, if i mean I can have an argument, we can have a discussion, whatever, I just believe in letting it go right there. You know, let it stay right where it's at, and let's just keep moving. Because we have so much more to do in life than sit up here and be mad at people. You know, it's just so much so much more than life. There's so much fulfillment to just let things go, and let's just move on. You know, so with that, that's what helped me. I mean, I've always kind of forgiven people ever since a little girl, but that that saying my dad told me is, don't let people control you. You control you. A lot of times he he always gets close to. We have a real estate that we give out to so many different people, and that's our mind. We give that away with no problem. We have to control our own mind. So with that, I just know how to love and keep moving. You know, just let it go. <laughs> let it go, and you'll feel freer. And who the son says free is free indeed. <laughs>
4: Amen.
1: Amen. Well,
0: well, we really thank you for coming on. I want to share um, before I turn it all over to you, brother. I want to share with the with the people that we are working. Um, I mentioned the Gandhi King Youth Conference, and um, it's it's always sponsored by Bridges. And I'm not sure if you guys have heard about Bridges, but Bridges is a wonderful program for our young people, and. I had the opportunity to join with them. We're doing a developing character workshop and it is going to coincide with, I mentioned last week, I think for the first time, I mentioned last week that I started a new business. Um, I am truly trying to become a no, 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 let me back up. I will become an employer and not there be you an go. employee <laughs> trying to do all these things. But if you guys uh, would not mind Taking a look at my site, it's RSVP, like you're RSVPing for something, RSVPcommunication.com. So, RSVPcommunication.com. We are a company, uh, we offer assessment, well, an assessment that will help you in your communicating, uh, learning how you communicate with others coming from a place of, well, character, uh, effective communication. So we do workshops and seminars in in addition to the assessment for schools, uh, businesses, organizations, churches, families, married couples. Uh, it is just it's a bundle of great information that you will receive from taking a 10- to 15-minute assessment. It is like none other that I have taken. And I really thought about this and played with this a little over a year before saying, Okay, I see what it did for me, I see what it did for the people in my life because after I did it I came back and I, I immediately told the people in my life, those who are consistently in my life, you have to take this or you have to get out of my life. Period. You you this is just something you have to do for me. And all but one person did it and and I'm okay with that. But every single person that I asked, with the exception of one Uh, said yes. Even people that I asked that I thought was going to say absolutely not, no, they didn't hesitate. So I encourage you guys to go and look. But here's where I would like your assistance. If you work at a school, attend a church, anything, mention this to them because, again, it is about communicating more effectively in order to build healthy relationships and create connectedness rather than disconnected mm-hmm. people because that's what we are and we all want to be seen, heard and valued in what we do and who we are. And because like Rodney said, people are so selfish and self seeking, and sometimes if we would really be honest, we get there too. I know sometimes I have to check myself and say, who is this really about and what is this really about? This assessment helped me to get my stuff together. To to recognize that I had some stuff and and a lot of it was just misunderstanding that I had created and allowed the fire to burn on it, but um it's helping me grow more so uh, matter of fact, tonight, whoever's listening or if you are going to listen to um the archive show, you mentioned this show, I'll give you ten dollars off. The assessment is forty five dollars. I'll give you $10 off, but you have to mention the show. You can call me at 901 You can also go on the site, RSVP Communication, no S, just RSVP com, and you can uh, email me from there as well uh, and share the business because it, uh, it is really growing. I'm going to be doing a workshop for uh, the City of Memphis. I'm going to be, I don't know if I told I need this, but uh, I got an offer after speaking at the Gundy King Youth Conference last night. I got an offer to be a keynote speaker at Chickasaw, I think, Chickasaw Middle School. And so I was Her. very excited. Yeah. And all I could think about is, again, God makes room, because I went there Friday to do what I needed to do. I didn't care about pictures. I didn't care about any of this stuff, whatever. I just came to do what I need to do. God will take care of the aftermath. Um, I'm going home. And so from that, I've gotten some great contacts, some people have contacted me, and so the Developing Character, we're going to take, we're going to put it out there and travel with it. So it's a Developing Character workshop for juniors and seniors, high school juniors and seniors
2: for now.
0: Um, But we've gotten some some contacts from, from other age groups, of people wanting us to do it for the seventh graders, and for college students. And so I'll be working on that probably for the next few months and, and launch it next year. So that's what I have to say. Thank God for you
2: all. Amen. <laughs> yesterday
4: I was, um, yesterday I went to the grocery store, and I walked over to this one particular section of the grocery store, and there was a lady there. And I spoke to the lady, she spoke back. And then out of nowhere, she asked, did you go to church today? And I said, no, ma'am, I did not. And she said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Little did this lady know I have a minister's license sitting right in my house. Little did this lady know I'm very knowledgeable of the Bible. Little did this lady know when I gave up my membership at a church eight years ago, my relationship with God grew even stronger, and my Mm -hmm. mind was free, and my vision was clear. Little did this lady know, me and God are cool. It's the foolishness that goes on in church that I have a problem with. Physically, that woman was in my way. Mm -hmm. But spiritually and mentally, she was invisible to me. So as we end this show tonight, I have two questions for everyone listening. Who told you that you were inferior, and why did you believe them? This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. We want to especially thank Ms. Bernice Walls for being on with us tonight. This has been a phenomenal topic, and we can't thank our guests enough for being on with us. We hope that you learned as much as we did because I'm sure that Tam and I are going to talk about this show many times in the next few days, weeks, and months and years to come. But until next Monday, we hope that you have a great night and a blessed week. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Benita.
2: It's been a long a long time coming, but I know a change gon come. Oh yes it will. It's been too hard to live it, but I'm afraid to die. And I don't know what's up there the sky. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know You know And it just seems so real It's right there Just wanna reach out and touch it For what all disappears Sometimes It feels like Like everything Is passing me by Every now and then My ship has gone and sailed away But I I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming in I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean Oh, my ship is coming. in Just that the horizon. And right where it got me. Down there on the ocean. Oh, my ship is coming in. So don't leave me hanging. I've been waiting too long. On this moment, my ship has finally come.